This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. After a week away, we are back for episode 109. This week, we're going to be talking about Black Widow. We're going to be talking about the newest magic set that just dropped that has or has is in pre-release or something this this week. I don't know. Ben will tell us more about it. But it's very it's D and D themed, which is uh, really uh, unique. And uh, we're also going to be talking about games that you can play for free. Stick around. It's the Keanu Goodcast, episode one oh nine. Hey everyone, welcome to the Keanu Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shute. With me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. Live from Quarterstaff Games tonight. Live. Wow. These, these, are, these are real books. I don't believe it. It's a well, backdrop. Tiny Supers it's, here isn't real. But it's, a, it's, a green, <laughs> it's a green screen. <laughs> Love you, Alan. Author, illustrator of story comic, the one and only Barney Smith. A photon walks into a hotel. The porter asks if it has any luggage. It replies, nope, I'm traveling late. I only hate you a little for that one. <laughs> and and Alan, we lost Alan after that joke. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm he out left. of here. This is enough. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just done. like, that's 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 it. I'm I'm out. Too not even two minutes in. I, I don't blame you, Alan. Don't blame me, Alan. Uh we've got not Barney that is the Barney fill-in usually, but we've got both right this week, which is really rare, which is awesome. You know her from uh, ageofnight.com, the popular fantasy webcomic, the one and only Amanda Call. Hello. Hello, Amanda. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. You know, it is it is possible for Amanda and I to be on the same show at the same time. It's I don't know. Thing. It's we it's can. like a it's like a Batman Bruce Wayne kind of situation. It's a special <laughs> it's a special treat you get every once in a while. <laughs> it's like double stuff Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course. <laughs> our can a good cask it would not be complete without our geek of the north, Mr. Jason Hunt. So I went to Saskatoon uh, last week. That's why I wasn't here. Um, and I ran into some Canada. Yeah, yeah, I ran into some Canada geese, and I tried to put all of my evil into them, but there weren't enough geese. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a, that was a, quite a lead up to something. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us for this special episode, he's been on quite a few other uh, episodes as well. You know him from Gallinite Games, the one and only Alan Barr. Alan, hey, thanks for up? joining. Thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to yell at Ben about Black Widow. So yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, ben and I have uh, very, very uh, differing viewpoints of of this movie. Black Widow, uh, of course, uh, burning up the uh, the theater and the 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 uh, cinemas all over, as well as the streaming services for Disney Plus. Um, some of us have seen it, some of us haven't, so we're going to be talking a little bit about Black Widow, uh, giving your thoughts about that. I'm going to remind folks that if you're listening to the audio podcast or if you're joining us for the first time or just in general, if you haven't already, hit that like button down below, subscribe, all that, follow us. You know, We're on uh, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, 
feel free to join us everywhere we are, and uh, we are, it is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to, if you're listening to the audio podcast and you'd like to join us live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, feel free to uh, give us a follow on on all those platforms, and and you'll catch us one way or the other. All right, let's get to our first segment. Of course, that is new at the store. Ben, here's your intro. It never, never, never gets, gets better. Yeah, it never gets old. I always, I always downgrade the pixels every single time. All right. Uh, so it's actually a kind of a quiet release week uh, in terms of new stuff. So I wanted to highlight uh, something that, if you are watching us live right now, is coming out this weekend. And if you are probably happening right now at a local game store near you, and that is the pre-release for the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. This is the Dungeons and Dragons Magic the Gathering set. Uh, 28 years in the making, this crossover. People have been asking for it, and it is finally here. Uh, we have a bunch of new mechanics, including we're going to be rolling 20-sided dice as a fairly common thing in this new uh, iteration of, of Magic play. Got some, uh, as it showed on the screen there, some classic Forgotten Realms characters, Dritz Dwarden, Runor Battlehammer, uh, and there's a bunch of others in there as well. Uh, yes, we've got a Tiamat, Dragon God card. Uh, there's there's just so much D&D packed into this magic release. Uh, it's it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. On the screen there, there are the rulebook showcase frame cards. Those are available in set boosters and collector's boosters for this. Uh, set boosters will be available uh, for purchase during pre-release weekend and collector's boosters in select WPN premium stores as well. Uh, and one thing that you can actually get at pre-release is this little notepad that they are releasing as kind of a cross promotion. This is actually like uh, uh just a book of lined graph paper and in the front of it you've got some pouches to hold spell cards or something these are pretty limited quite honestly so if you're interested in getting one of these definitely contact your local game store find out when they're doing their pre-releases because these are going to be given away as participation prizes or at least they're supposed to be given away as participation prizes as part of pre-release but stores didn't get very many for this weekend they should be getting some more in future uh uh, in a future shipment, but uh, if you're interested in one of these notepads, which I think are one of the coolest cross-promotion items Wizards has done, uh, definitely get in touch with your local game store. Now, this kind of... I, I've never really played Magic all that much. I've played, you know, I've played a game here or there. Uh, this set actually has me intrigued because uh, it, you know, can, combines kind of an RPG element along with, with the, uh, the Magic gameplay. Uh, ben, you said that you've played this set you said digitally, right? It's on. Is it on yes. Uh, Magic Arena? Uh, yes, it released last week on Magic Arena. Apparently, uh, they were supposed to kind of have the the Magic Arena release and the pre-release weekend be the same time. Unfortunately, due to global shipping delays and everything, the actual physical pre-release was delayed a week. So people have already been playing around with the cards in this set for about a week now on Arena. And uh, yeah, it. Um, I played a few drafts and and a sealed deck. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun, but when you're just playing with cards from this set, it feels a little like a step away from Magic, quite sure. honestly. Yeah. So I, many, 
so much D&D flavor and all the, the, the D20 roll mechanics there definitely feels uh, just a, a little bit, you know, just not, not, a, not a far step, but, you know, just a step to the left. Does, did they did they do a good job of like kind of making this like hybrid type of did is does it yeah. feel like there's a, like an RPG element to to while you're playing? Uh, I mean, if you are a role player and R O L L player and your usage bolts off of your dice, then yeah, like it definitely okay. grabs that feeling. But um, you know, there's not really that that uh, R O L E run right. away to, to role play in this. Although I'm sure some people definitely will, especially at the more casual level when you're playing around a kitchen table with your friends. Definitely get into it. Tell a little bit of story when uh, when uh, you have 900 pounds of uh, panther muscle, uh, you know, just hopping out and taking out your opponent's goblin. So that's that's the real question. How many Dritz commander decks are we going to see at the next uh, commander night? <laughs> Probably quite a lot, um, especially with uh, with Canterbury being uh, in the same colors as Dritz. You can make a pretty thematic little uh, little deck with a lot of the uh, the heroes of Mithra Hall. Were not too much of a stretch. <laughs> Jason, uh, you said in our uh, Facebook chat that we have uh, going on uh, constantly for, for the show that uh, this is the first uh, Magic set that you've wanted to play since, I think you said Ice, Ice Age? Age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the first one that's actually tempted me. I haven't, I'm not, I haven't picked anything up. But um, it's the first one where I was like, mm, this actually looks like it might be fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd play. You know, it's a game. Again, it's a it's a game that I wouldn't play competitively, but it would be a lot of fun if uh, you know people wanted to. I try competitive briefly, like we did local tournaments and stuff. Uh, I I competed in a few of them, and it was fun. But by the end of the day, I was just like, I just want to, you know, play generic games with my friends with weird decks and stuff like that. I wasn't interested in beat sticking anybody to death with a like you know a power deck or whatever. Right. Now this isn't the the first D and D like CCG that that's been out. Like, I know there was a Dice Master set like a few years ago when Dice Masters was kind of all the rage there from oh, Wizkids. Yeah. Uh, that was actually a really fun fun set, and you know they kind of took a. I, I would assume that it's kind of similar in that aspect where it takes like the base game and just kind of puts a layer of like different mechanics on top of the, of uh, of the game. So yeah. I, I'd be willing to try it out and let Ben kick my butt at this, at, you know, at Magic. I definitely think if you are a fan of D&D, uh, the Forgotten Realms specifically, because uh, there's so many nods to their uh, characters and their storylines as well, go to your local, inquire about getting a pre-release kit, even if you aren't interested in staying for an in-store play or you're not able to because of COVID restrictions in your area. Uh, At-home pre-releases are still a thing with this. So you oh, can nice. pick up a kit, grab some basic lands, and take them home and, and play with the, the group of friends that you, you are confident in playing with as well. And just have a little fun with it. Absolutely. Do you see that, like, a lot of these, like, variants, are there, are there going to be, like, some really, like, expensive cards that, oh, yeah. that are, yeah, <laughs> with, with, yeah. With, with this set? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's a collectible card game, and with the... Uh, the addition of these different showcase frames and extended art frames and foil treatments that they've been giving things, they're really pushing that collectible nature and that secondary market. Um, I would say probably a foil version of the classic rulebook Dritz. It's, uh, he may not be the most expensive card, but he'll be up there quite a bit. 
Um, and the only reason he's not won't be the most expensive is because he is only a rare, only a rare instead of a <laughs> mythic. So nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's great. You know, I think you know D and D kind of needs the publicity. It doesn't really have oh, yeah, that huge a, play, yeah. you know, fan base. So uh, small, you know, small it's good. Company. It's good that they're tapping into the magic uh, crowd because you know I think that that's, that game's kind of sovereign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me turn. Don't make me turn my camera slightly this way. You'll see the entire bookshelf. Of uh, no, it's for all this poor indie designer too, and have a giant multinational CCG to prop our game on. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, no, that's cool. I, 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 nerds, I will totally do Magic: The Gathering Tiny Dungeon Edition. Uh, Get me up. I'm your guy. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. You'll have to tell us next week how the uh, pre-release goes for your store. Uh, Absolutely, because I, I, I have a feeling that this might be one of the more popular pre-release pre-release yeah. events in a while. For sure. I uh, before we transition out of note store, uh, there was a little bit of controversy regarding the D and D set here, and this was in regards to uh, the spin down D20s that Wizards has produced traditionally, which oh, have yeah. the numbers in a rotating order down the die, and then the traditional array D&D dice, uh, which the the dice you will get at pre-release will be the traditional array D&D, and everyone was wondering, which ones were you going to be allowed to roll at tournaments? Because can you use official D&D stuff? Do you have to use the official magic stuff? Does it have to be both? Do you have to have what? <laughs> And the, the internet exploded with how random is a random D20. And <laughs> quite well, honestly... Was the answer 5%? Because uh, the, basically, 5%. I, I, the realistic answer is if you are rolling the die, they are the same. But apparently Wizards had said that a traditionally arranged D20 is better than a spin-down D20. That's the official wizard stance. Well, so. That makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes no actual sense. But okay, sure. That's that's the official, the official statement. So, that's yeah, it's uh, interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's just to sell dice. It's it's so, so that maybe people will pick up their dice instead of saying, "Well, I've already got seventy five spin down counters. Why don't I, don't, I just use those?" Are there official rules about what d twenty you have to roll at magic events? There will be yes. <sighs> have there been in the past? Uh, no, uh, because hey, it hasn't because I've only just brought a bag of d20s and gone to town. Like I have never yeah. thought twice about it. <laughs> yeah, there have not been because only because rolling a d20 hasn't actually well, been a, a game thing. Yeah, until this set. Um, so yeah, now oh, okay. now we get to have this debate, and uh, you can uh, you can dice check your opponents. I'm so. excited for all the judges to have to enforce that ruling. <laughs> Go table to table. I need to verify your d20s, or <laughs> that sounds bring fun. Cal- bring my calipers. <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting. I, uh, you know, I guess there's always something that uh, gamers have to bring up. Yeah. That's all absolutely. Right. All right, let's get to our next segment, which, of course, is the the new segment that we just implemented a few weeks ago, which gets us into shape for convention season, and that is where the goal is to get swole. Alan, are you all about the con bot or what? I saw Alan's picture of his of his recent uh, foodie experience. Oh, he left. <laughs> and, and, and Alan left. <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually have lost uh, thirty pounds in the last couple months. So nice, nice. That's, that's, nice. That's congratulations! Getting a, getting a con bot. 
That's that's awesome. That's super, is that because you decided to unload some RPG books? <laughs> yes, I carry them on my person at all times. He carries them in his little like kangaroo pouch, <laughs> literally on his person. Rock, Rock Lee from Naruto, who used to wear those weight belts all the time, and then he would take them off and kick everybody's butt. Yes. <laughs> so I I will say that that I haven't. I, the first couple weeks of Conbods, I was like going like crazy. I was walking like five six miles a day. I've been averaging maybe a couple miles a day now because I've kind of slowed down. I also have been eating a, a little bit crappier than I sh- probably should have. Uh, than I, than I you know. I was a couple weeks ago, so I'll be surprised if I've made any progress this week. Of course, I will do my weekly weigh-in. Um, how about uh, how about Barney? Barney, you you you're doing the whole con bod thing. You got cons coming up. I got uh, I, I gained I gained half a pound since my start, so I'm at 222.5. I did really good with my military diet for a bit, and that was uh, it's a three-day thing. So it's just like a it's like you, you lose like a pound a day, and uh, um, but you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. So I'm doing a lot of research. So exercise exercise is to increase your metabolism. This isn't for losing weight. If you think exercise is to lose weight, it's not. Exercise is to increase your metabolism and give you energy to do that. But it's it's watching what you eat is the main thing to make sure you lose weight. Oh, I, I watch what I eat as it goes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, cardiologists say that that it's uh, that you should. Here's the thing: they say you should get fifteen thousand steps a day, and everyone's like, "How are you going to do that?" There's that's super easy. <laughs> that's well, it's seven miles. Basically, you yeah. should be walking seven miles every day. Uh, but ultimately, they kind of like stick to like ten thousand steps is probably you know more realistic. Here's the other test to see how healthy you are. Here's the other one. You might be able to do this, Geek of the North, is that if you can walk up four flights of stairs or 60 steps within a minute, you're in good shape. So, oh, that's not you, happening. Our hospital is only three, four, uh, three floors tall, so I'd have to go up three, then down one, and then up one. <laughs> but I'm wondering, though, if you could – but if it's depending, I think in the hospital, if they're, they're higher, that's why they say 60 steps because – some places might not end up. Some of them actually might. counted the steps. I'll have to do that next time I'm at work. Yeah, hmm. if you can go up, the, if you can go up sixty steps in a minute, then you're in good. You're good. Th- you're good. I can shape. do that in like thirty seconds in the elevator. I don't even know where. I don't even know where there's a building anywhere near me that's that tall. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what yeah. happens living in the wilderness. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have one bear. I'm gonna have to go on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> you got one in Barry. It's that uh, the, the old uh, that assisted living place. If you're driving into down the oh road. yeah, I could go. I could go visit there. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, don't buy, don't mind me. I'm just coming to use your stairs. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I'm not here to buy anything. I just want to run up and down your stairs. <laughs> like, grab my mail on the way up. <laughs> Oh man! Visit with some of the residents. I'm sure they'd appreciate the company. They would. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that's great. Uh, you have to deliver on the fifth floor, right? <laughs> so, uh, Ben, what what about you for uh, for Conbods? Uh, yeah. You you making you making some progress there with the... I, I I am making some progress. Uh, I was worried that this week would kind of be a wash because uh, last weekend I actually. Uh, sprained my ankle while playing basketball. Nice. So it wasn't oh. in, well, 
You didn't invite Caleb. me to play basketball with you. No, because you know it was at nine in the morning, and I hear you don't get up before noon. So that's not true at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sprained my ankle, so I've been kind of off it for for the better part of a week. Um, but uh, one thing I am doing this ties into what Barney said um, is I've actually been doing some intermittent fasting, uh, not like not eating certain days, but just condensing my eating into a certain time frame. So. Uh, I basically only eat from 12 noon to 8 p.m. And then the rest of the time, I just drink coffee, tea, and water. And uh, it seems like it's working out because this week I was able to still lose uh, a pound and a half, which means nice. I'm nine, nine pounds down uh, since wow. we started Conbods. So you're, you're, uh, you're yeah. kicking my tail in, in Conbods. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Trying. Someone's got to follow you around the streets of philly later this year so. i know right we're gonna have uh have some fun in uh packs unplugged hopefully crossing our fingers we're not not uh for sure <laughs> not quite there yet but we're we're, we're getting close yeah, um do. let me let me switch over my camera to uh to give you the overhead shot of uh you know maybe oh you know what i jason i'm sorry i apologize in advance what? I have so I have socks on, so you can't see my oh, toes. Jesus, dude, <laughs> I have no interest in seeing your toes. I, well, if I, I ever take get to meet Barty in person, the first thing I'm going to do is punch him in the throat <laughs> <laughs> with my toe. <laughs> with your toe, you're going to toe punch him. Totally got toe punched the other day. <laughs> Exit wow. toe punched. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're probably gonna get. You have to pay a lot of money for. <laughs> we're, pro we're probably gonna get, you know, <laughs> kicked out of a convention. Probably. Yeah. There's, there's, we're gonna probably get flagged on YouTube for for this con for uh, demonetization. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's let's see here. All right. There you go. You get the. Uh, I can take my socks off. Never mind. I'm gonna take my socks no, off. You can. Why? Yeah. I'm going to. But I apparently have missed a bunch because I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh okay, this is, uh, Alan. So you, this you was know, a thing. This was a thing. Totally break, break your Twitch terms of service, by the way. So ben, oh, does it really? <laughs> yes, it does. No, you can't then no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go what? put my socks back on. Yeah, you cannot what? remove any article of clothing on stream. Forget that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, Ellen, we, we were interviewed for Animazing Radio a couple weeks ago, and sure. Jason was not able to make the interview. And <laughs> that's so what he gets. Barney went on some kind of like 30 thing. minute rant. 30 minute rant about what his toes look like because he's never actually because we haven't met in person like Barney and Jason. None of us have actually met Jason in person, like in meat space. He so Barney went on this like giant thing about what did Jason's toes look like? I don't know. And so it's turned into a thing. He, and then he thing. came up with the hexatoes. <sighs> and and, 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 and Barney actually told viewers to go like poor Doug Angler. I am <laughs> was so nice. Like this whole the whole like interview. And this did, is what did, we subjected him to. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know what? You I love watching the show. You know, I think it'd be great having you all on. That would be so much fun. You guys are so funny on when you do your streams. And then he's and then then he got basically Jason's toe for like toes for like thirty minutes from Barney. And Barney was well, I wasn't even involved, and it was my <laughs> fault somehow. Doug seems super nice, but if he watched the show and he still invited you on, that's kind of on him at a point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he gets a pass either. 
<laughs> I get it because I had a great, and then all of a sudden in the chat, and it was like, yeah, I got really weird. And I'm, I was had a good time. I'm like, well, maybe I maybe I was a little out of control. And I was like, Doug, <laughs> Doug man, I'm sorry if I was out of control, man. Well, I was like, <laughs> he was, like, oh, he, was saying, he, he was telling he was telling viewers to go to like CanadianToes.com <laughs> and like all these websites. I'm like, dude, you're gonna say like the wrong website, and like we're gonna get in so much trouble. Be bad. People are gonna get like viruses and like malware and oh my so God. what's our next segment <laughs> our next well, our, <laughs> Doug is supposed on. to be weighing himself. I, I gotta, wait, I, I I gotta weigh in for this week so let me let me last week it was 20 218.5 so i was down like three pounds from from when we started not quite ben level but i'm getting there Okay, let me let me. Well, I I got more to lose too. So percentage wise, we're probably a little closer. Oh, I forget how cool you all are. I got I got a question as you're doing that. I just have a quick question. Forget for how what? So, what so was that? Ben, short they are. I met them in person, and they are not tall people. And I forget that. I forget that <laughs> over the internet. You can't see. Can you see the uh, zeros? Yeah, there we go. Almost. Uh, no, almost. Uh, it change your angle. You're glaring. No, it's nothing but glare. <laughs> Uh, this is a what just high, high production value podcast. That is right, right there. Step on it, Doug. You'll block the light. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you see the okay. Yeah. 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 We got it. We got it. Two eighteen point five. That is what it stayed said. the same. <sighs> would you Would you like to hear my conbod story from this week? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I will preface this by reminding viewers slash listeners that I am not officially partaking in this challenge in this challenge. I do not own a scale. I do not want to own a scale. But that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I spend the summer being very active and trying to make sure that I'm getting in good shape, uh, doing gardening and outdoorsy stuff like that. And today uh, we went out to uh, my husband's family's camp on a little lake. And so I said, I'm going to go for a paddle. I went and took one of the kayaks out because that's a really great upper body and core workout paddling around. And it's nice and relaxing. So I'm paddling along the shoreline and I'm just kind of exploring in like this little swampy area. Like, oh, look at the pretty, look at the pretty lily pads. Look at the pretty blueberry bushes. They're going to be ready to pick soon. And oh, look, that's a dock that washed up away from somebody's camp and got stuck in this random cove. That's kind of neat. Hey, what's that shiny black object? over there amongst the swampy bits. What? Oh, no. What is that? Oh, no. Oh, it moved. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a nesting loon. Oh, no. And then it turned into a speed run to the other side of the cove before that thing attacked me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they are vicious. They are horribly they... vicious if you disturb their nesting sites. <laughs> and yeah. she saw me and was starting to to do the like aggressive posturing. So uh, then I raced across the cove. So that went from a leisurely paddle slash workout <laughs> to uh, a get across the cove as fast as humanly possible paddle. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, they'll stab you. Yeah, yeah. they'll stab you with their face. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Canadian geese level of mean. Like, yeah, like... Oh, we do have loons up here too. Yeah, that's your money. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's on the, the loony. Yeah. All right, that's Any uh, that calls their money loony can't be taken seriously. Like, <laughs> there's got to be a rule about that somewhere. 
Hey, all I know is that they got universal health care, and that's uh, that that far outweighs uh, anything we got, got going on here in the states. <laughs> we're almost we're almost there, almost. Maybe, maybe yeah. we got our toe. Across the we, got our, we we dipped our toe in there a bit with our little. Uh, Let's say yeah. with the toe references. <laughs> Bernie, are you Jason. trying to tell us something? Do you need help? I, I think he might need. <laughs> this code, like, do we need to yeah, We got to talk to Edith and see if we can't get him into a, a, a program of some sort. A, a, a twelve-step program. <laughs> I was going to say that, but then I thought that's more feet stuff. No. <laughs> oh, twelve-step. I get it. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, uh, as, long as, we're, as long as we're taking a step in the right direction, that's all. Right. Uh, oh, mm. <laughs> all right, let's get to our next segment. Which, of course, is the Pop Culture Corner brought to you by StoryComic.com. Barney, you're in the corner this week. All right, before we talk about Black Widow, but make sure we don't do any spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. Um, there are There's a few things I wanted to talk to you all about. And I look good on your camera for some reason. But I see it. When I do it, I don't look as good as I do like now. So maybe because it's the 19th. <laughs> What is happening on the show? I feel like every time I come on, it's just like watching the slow decline. <laughs> the decline it's, of Western civilization. It's like, oh man. All right. So I got to partner with Ben on this one. Ben didn't mention this, or maybe he mentioned it last week. We didn't have a show last week. Um, World of Warcraft came out with that. Blizzard has a pandemic version of the of yes. World of Warcraft. Yeah, they're coming out with it later this year. Yeah. Yeah, and it was based off the Frozen Throne specifically, which is I find interesting because it's probably it's it's following the Scourge, which was the whole thing with uh, the Lich King. So that's, now they they said this is going to be like a legacy type, a pandemic legacy type of game, right, Ben? Uh, to be honest, I haven't looked too deeply into it. I think uh, I sent you over that articles to yeah. you could like read up on this uh, segment, but yeah, but when we when we, I if I get too many board games in my head. I oh, lose oh, track okay. of where things are in the timeline. So, like, this was just announced. I don't need to worry about ordering it yet. So, I, I, I just ignore whatever you send me. That's all right, all right. It seems to be that seems to be the thing that happens a lot. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. There's only so much I can remember because there's all those '80s songs. I want to make sure that I always remember. It's the lyrics. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. true. Uh, no, I, I. I like pandemic and you know world yeah. of world world of Warcraft theme pandemic sounds good to me. You know, I my, I'm just curious as to I mean I guess the the most popular pandemic is probably the pandemic legacy games. So it wouldn't really surprise me a whole lot that they'd make it a legacy game, but it kind of makes me a little sad that you can only play they're, it once. And they're uh, it used to be their limited edition series is something else now, but they're like Iberia and Rising Tide sell really well. Those are right. very good, very good. Yeah. And they're really fun. Like Rising Tide is probably my favorite pandemic. It is, in my opinion, the best one. It's really? super fun. Yeah. So I, 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 it doesn't have to be Legacy. I just hope they make it different than Pandemic Cthulhu because I bounced off that one super hard. Yeah? Yeah, they did not work for me. And so I don't need a bunch of little minis and monsters on the board that I'm chasing around. That would like something at a bigger macro level like Good Pandemic. I, I'll be curious to see what they do. I, I, I'm sure they'll re-theme it, and and since it's World of Warcraft, they'll probably make sure that it, it fits thematically with with the game. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hungry Ewok says, didn't World of Warcraft have an accidental pandemic once? Yes, yes it did. Yes, yeah. it did. Did it really? It actually gets studied by ep epidemiologists now in how uh, people will intentionally to spread a pandemic if if they feel that there are issue, you know, that, that it won't affect them as much. And we, no offense for seeing this with COVID, where people just won't get vaccinated. Yeah. But yeah, uh, basically there was a, a raid debuff that would happen in one of the big uh, events. And, but yeah. it persisted uh, not intentionally outside of the raid and it could be passed from player to player. And basically it would end up uh, killing the low level people while the higher level people could actually tank the, the damage. Uh, so people that were infected were running into low level areas just to grief the 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 vulnerable in the weak and uh it just spread like wildfire and eventually required an entire server reset to eradicate it wow because so, they but couldn't was, get rid of it yeah and it, you'd also had healers and it was weird because then you saw other healers trying to heal like the low level folks it was very much like yeah it was a it was a pandemic it's it's surreal to read about it now especially. yeah <laughs> right like it was weird back before 2020, but now I'm just like, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> it basically played out the way it did in, in the servers. You have yep. good actors and bad actors and yep. crap hit, crap hit in the fan. So. Yep. And uh, and it started with bats. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the, uh, and so the other news that we had that was just, that was just recent, and um, this kind of fits in the pop culture thing, was that sealed Mario 64 game that's that sold at auction for 1.5 million dollars saw that yeah it's not crazy crazy yeah that's completely crazy honestly i'm sorry what what <laughs> that is what? absolute lunacy we're seeing a lot of high-end high-graded collectibles hit all-time levels of high uh all-time record numbers in fact the the x-men number one uh sold for i think it was like it was i think it's an 9.6 CGC that sold for $840,000. Yeah. I think I have to I have to take a look. I forgot. I sent it I sent it to one of my friends the other day. Um and then then there was just a, a new uh there's a couple couple of sports cards that just made they uh, made national news where uh there was a, a PSA 9 Babe Ruth card that just sold over the weekend for 4. Point something million dollars that uh and, and yeah, there is crazy. Money than good sense. There and there's so much. There's what's is weird. Like there, there's so many things that people are now getting, you know, like uh, certified. Like, who was it in our chat? Or was another chat that I'm in that people are showing like uh, VHS tapes. Oh really? That are you can now get served and sealed. But wait, 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 wait. VHS tapes. They VHS most of them tapes. don't work a, there, anymore. There is a seal, but it's a collector's. There it's is a nostalgia, seal Amanda. But it doesn't work anymore. Like it's <laughs> not even useful for what it what used to be. They've demagnetized and degraded at this point to the point where you cannot actually even watch them. Have you tried to watch any old VHS recently? They don't work most of the time, or they look like crap. What? What? What is the point I mean, of this? <laughs> you don't. You don't have to watch it to make it be worth money. Yeah, exactly. That's where the collectible I mean, market is. Ben, I'm ben, too practical for this. Ben, this you, makes me you, crazy. You, ben, you and I both collect uh, graded CGC cards, mm -hmm. and you can't play with those. Those are just, that is just, like, literally, it, it makes them a collectible. 
Could you, could you imagine that... a deck of cards in CGC? Like, <laughs> oh, a deck of cards braided? <laughs> you need like this massive box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you said you so they have. I just stack like, oh, the slabs up and then like knock them down yeah. like a Jenga tower and mix them around to shuffle them. Uh, they have on on eBay. They're, they're selling a 1989 VH, VHS movie that's an IGS. I guess that's what the yep. company that seals the VHS. Uh, mint investment quality for four thousand bucks. Nice. That's that's a bargain. bargain. Get in on that now. Like I get what the point. I see. I get the point. Hungry Ewok. I understand that that's not the point, but that's just like it's just so impractical. It's so ridiculously impa- impractical that I'm just like I I can't wrap my head around why you would want want it's to. It's when do you this. have more money than good sense at that. Point. Clearly, it really, is. clearly, you can own something just because you can own something. Doggo. And that's why they buy it. Alan, do you uh, do you buy and collect anything that uh, you know? Oh, I thought that was a puppet for a second. I, I thought I thought it was. I thought yeah. No, my puppy brought me a toy. It's a oh, nice. Um, do I collect anything? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's valuable. Nothing that, nothing that would be graded. No. No. I mean, I have a massive RPG collection, but yeah. right, you have right. a massive RPG collect a collection, but that serves a purpose because you're an RPG you designer. So. Well, it's there. <laughs> it, <laughs> right, whether or not, whether or not you actually use it for that purpose, it can serve a purpose. Unlike a VHS that's wrapped in plastic, or a collectible trading card that's wrapped in plastic. I'm trying to think if I could have anything that's still wrapped in plastic. Is um, there? I, that's actually a good. Is there actually a market for like a CGC type thing of like sealed RPG books? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I think so. some there are limited ones like. You can get they can get some of them can get pricey, but usually they're tied to big IPs like Warhammer. The old Warhammer RPG books go for a load of money. Okay. Well, this if is I like loaded my Warhammer RPG books, I could probably net five figures. Right. So like Barney, you have to be used to this too, being a comics person where random family members will come up to you and be like, This comic that I got at Rite Aid, is this worth anything? And it's like, no, it's not, because you got it at Rite Aid and it has no historic <laughs> significance and no one cares. It's like, but certain comics are worth something because of special significance or a particular moment that they're tied to, but most of them are not worth anything. And I think RPG books kind of fall into the same kind of category. Here's here's the thing that like yeah and I, I totally agree with with what uh, Alan said as far as IPs uh, are concerned like you have if if you have an RPG that's tied to a specific RP with a, a rabid fan base if that RPG goes out of print or if the license gets changed over like a lot of folks really go after high end you know high grade like less like almost brand new copies of of games or, or RPG books. Yeah. To just kind of just stash away and and kind of have in their personal you know archive, I, I, one one in particular I'll I'll tell folks just over this last week, um, I had a couple copies of the uh, the the Mouse Guard uh, box set, and uh, I was like oh why I, I must have picked up a second one by accident I was just cleaning I was packing up some stuff and cleaning up and I noticed I had two two copies of it, and I said oh well I should probably just sell one of them because I I don't really need two copies of this. Um, and I went on to to eBay 
which is, of course, the you know if, if you're going to sell something uh, secondhand, that's that's the place to go more than likely. And I was surprised. Of course, the the company that that, that publishes uh, the Moscow RPG, I, I don't think that they're going to be publishing any more copies of that game. So, like really nice box sets of of the Mouse Guard RPG, especially the second edition, mm-hmm. sell for three to four times what the you know what the msrp was for that box set so i was like dang i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna sell this uh, this open copy and and i kept the i kept the sealed one because i've already i already have the the hardcover and uh yeah i got you know four times what uh, what i paid for it and you know, i think i played it once and you know it just it's it is what it is people people when when there's something that's that uh, is tied to an ip people are ex- excited about uh yeah. And it's weird. It's like it's like when you know with the pandemic, there's I there's like these like two I've I've seen this happen with that I've I've personally seen this happen with some friends is that that you've seen that some people will just latch on to nostalgia. You know, it's like I'm just gonna buy some things. And then you've seen some other people who have been like dumping all their stuff on eBay because they're like I just get this crap out of my house. <laughs> well, that's like it's almost like we're not missing stuff during this last year and a half. We've been missing people, so it's like at the end of the day, you fill your house full of stuff, and it's like, <laughs> how am I? How is this fulfilling? <laughs> you know? I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it's fulfilling. Right it's now. What's that? What do you say, Jason? Listen, I think you're talking directly to Doug right now. No, I'll tell you how <laughs> it's fulfilling. Room. It's it's when you it's when you buy something and then a few weeks later flip it for three or four times what it's worth and, and then just easy money. That's that's all it is. Yeah, that's how, that's how it's fulfilling, like that, Barney. Yeah. <laughs> the fulfilling part isn't taking advantage of the people that are willing to spend that anyway, much money on the stuff that you bought. There are some old RPGs or specific IPs that are worth something that are hard to find. Absolutely. Yeah. But generally speaking, it is not the same kind of market and it will probably never be because most RPGs are too niche. Right. I mean, aside from like, you know, a sealed inbox white box edition of D and I doubt you're gonna see RPGs going for a load of money anytime soon. Yeah. Hey we're getting oh we're, we're we're getting uh we're getting some investment tips uh in the chat. Uh hungry, hungry Ewok says Investment tips. Uh, inf- investment tip: Beanie Babies are going to be huge. You should see what I flipped my Digimon starter decks for. Yeah, there is some money in Digimon cards right now for some reason. There's, uh, yeah, there's. So, there's they, all well, to... they didn't print enough, and demand is super high due to yeah. nostalgia. That's why yeah. Digimon is crazy right now. I got two of each starter. Yeah. <laughs> see, look at that. See, well, Alan knows what money. Alan knows. Alan knows the uh, the whole idea of flipping. The problem well, he knows is I'm just, just too lazy. Amanda. <laughs> I'm just too lazy. If I buy two, they just end up being kept forever. This one, I just happened to time it right that I had two and had some spare time to throw stuff out, like on eBay. But normally, I'm like, it's just going to sit here. I don't know. It's not worth the effort to flip it because I won't do it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, so I got a, cu- a couple more. So a, a two uh, two trailers launched this week. Uh, yes, which Witcher season two looks good. Yeah, and also the as Ben pointed out, what if the what if trailer? What if yeah. trailer does looks interesting. It's, it's done in that like kind of like the, the animation s- style. Oh, yeah, oh. 
kind of looks Alan like that Spider-Verse uh, Spider-Verse kind of uh, animation. Oh. Alan, what do, what are you Alan's uh, flexing and getting and, ready, and getting ready getting for? Ready. What, so what do you in the chat accuse me of being passive aggressive? So I'm getting ready to show <laughs> how not passive aggressive. my aggressive. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> how are you feeling about what if, Alan? Are you excited about this? I, um, I couldn't really care either way. It'll be interesting. I'll, I'll enjoy it, so, you know, and watch it. But I'm stoked they got good voice talent for it. Yeah. In most cases, the original uh, actors. Um, I think that's great. Um, the what if comics were some of my favorite during the heyday of Marvel. Uh, I thought they were a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of done with Marvel Zombies, so I will probably skip that episode because I don't really uh, give a crap because zombies are dumb. So don't at me, but whatever. And uh, just to remind folks, uh, Tiny uh, Zombie Edition is is uh, <laughs> coming to Kickstarter in a couple weeks, and uh, make sure to uh, – no, I'm just kidding. I already released a zombie game. I moved on. I tried my cash in. I'm getting out of it now. I'm going to flip it. Um uh, so, I, but I hate that animation style. It drives me up the wall. Really, you don't like I that animation cannot style? Cannot stand. So I'm. It's it's to the point where it's actually kind of ruining my excitement for what if, which is normally Aww. I'm a giant Marvel nerd. Really? Like, if you sell me a Marvel deep cut thing, I am there for that. That is a hundred percent the thing I want to watch as a twenty five year Marvel reader. Like, and the animation style, I'm just like, uh, no. Oh, and that's too bad. I hate I hate when uh, Netflix did it with the Ultraman cartoon. Hated it. Couldn't stand it. I got one episode into Ultraman. Checked out. Uh, New Ghost in the Shell from Netflix. Same animation style. Couldn't do it. I think I, I hated that. That was minutes. terrible. I hit 10 minutes and I was like, I got to stop. I, uh, I powered yeah. through Pacific Rim because I love giant robots so much. Yep. But it was, it was a slog. It took me like seven weeks to watch four episodes. Wow. Because it just, that animation style drives me up the wall. And I know why they do it. It's super cheap. It's super cost-effective to do that particular animation style, according to what I've heard. Right? I mean, I'm not an animator. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've heard that it's a very cost-effective way to do animated media. Which, and especially if you're working in a pandemic and you don't know how things are going to play out, totally right. get it. Head your bets. It, right? Not everything's going to look like Castlevania or the He-Man, right? But man, I just mm, I bounced off. You it like so the hard. animation in Castlevania? I love the animation in Castlevania. I couldn't stand that. I couldn't watch Castlevania. I couldn't. I couldn't. I haven't even. I've seen like the first five episodes, and then I dropped out of it because it was just. It's so. Sh it, I don't know. It's just. It's cheap. It's I, I cheap. There's. I, I would say that that for to the for the Alan's point that they that what Disney has to do is make the most accessible. If they're doing animation, they're going to make the most accessible animation. What is the easiest one? for your per and here's the other thing that they can't do they can't make it look disney so you know they can't make it look like it's disney they can't make it look like it's pixar they can't make it look like it's a right. disney princess they have to make a very specific style that is can say all right that that right there reminds me okay this is going to be the marvel style of mm. animation and i would say i i would i i i agree with you a little bit alan but i gotta say man you gotta watch it because there could i'm sure they're gonna make it well worth it or they're not going to cheapen it i just say i wasn't going to watch it i just said yeah, i'm I really happy about it he's right. just going to complain and be miserable the whole time that <laughs> I, I guarantee like when you say like the cgi you can't compare like the cgi of a disney film a marvel an mcu film to a cgi of another another movie company yes, you do it better you will do it better 
So I would say the animation, whatever it is, the animation style is going to be better than what you think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I saw it, and, you know, I, I knew it was going to be animated. I, I was kind of surprised right. that they used that style. I, I'm kind of like, with, I'm with Alan. It depends on, on what the well, the series the is. Spider-Verse was massive, so they weren't going to dump that style. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they didn't do Spider-Verse. So right. it's pretty close, though. It's they're definitely oh, taking it's a totally different. No, 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 no. They're totally different styles of animation. If you watch, like they're not the same. They look similar because they use CGI as a baseline in some parts, but the Spider Verse is animated totally differently. And they and had different, yeah. They had different groups, like depending on which Spider Man it was from, like the the noir one or the. Spider hand. Uh, Austin says, "I tried watching the uh, Netflix Resident Evil animated series, and I thought the same thing. It felt <laughs> yeah. like leftover cutscenes from a canceled title. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, Patty on here says uh, the, uh, the the CG cartoons. Uh, it looks like a PS2 cutscene, which uh, yeah, it does. It yeah. kind of looks uh, it looks a little uh, cheap. Some portion of it. There's some portions of because I watched like the first two or three episodes. Some portions of the new Resident Evil series look really great." And other portions of it, it looks like it's been done by a different studio entirely, or something. It's, it's yeah. very strange in some some areas. It just you're just like, this is cheap like 1995, 2000 era CG, and then you'll see a, a cool action scene or a cool, um, not even not even the action like the player action, the um, the mechanics of the world. They they animate the background world beautifully. Like yeah. wind and rain and water effects are amazing, and then the characters stumble into frame, and you're just like, "What happened?" It just what is happening good. here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited for what if I'll watch it. I love Marvel stuff. I'm not going away, but I definitely bounced off the visual art. Barney, what else? What else you got for us? You got one one more Marvel thing, or the well, we'll, we'll talk about Loki next week, and we'll hear yeah, about we'll, Kang. We'll, yeah, Kang. I, I have not. Uh, I have not seen this or last week's episode, and of course, we have not seen the, the finale. So next week, we will talk a, a, about an overall feeling about Loki. If, uh, if folks want to, uh, so far, I've been fairly impressed with, with that series. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it all ends up. And and Barney's got some feelings as far as he thinks it's Mephisto for. Uh... <laughs> sure. Well, the, the 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 article I shared with you all earlier this week, it was like it's it. it it's darn if you do, darn if you don't, that Disney set up because they kind of said it that it was going to be Mephisto and then it wasn't. And then they said, we don't want to make the same. Like, so then they did the, um, who the, uh, uh, what is it called? Not the bookkeeper. What was it? The uh, power broker. The power broker that everyone's like, oh, it's probably, you know, the, the Carter lady there. But then, you know, but then it was. So, and then they're like, well, if we're too obvious, like we were, then it can't. But all everything's leading towards Kang. It, it can't like there's some pretty explicit ways. Well, he's such it. a massive time travel villain, so right, and he does, and that's like that was the thing of you know watching. There's some some really cool like the history of Kang the Conqueror. He doesn't have superpowers. He's like I, the Iron Man in the way. Like right. he just has 31st century he, technology. He literally, is Iron Lad at one point. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was one of his as Iron. Of his, yeah. He's Iron Lad for a while, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's King, I would flip my lid. I would be all over that. So yeah. Nice. And if it's not, I would not be mad. 
like if they're like yeah. it's Frog Thor, I'd be like, okay, I'm here for that. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? If like, please let it be Frog Thor. Yeah, please be Throg. <laughs> but so yeah, I think the two leading suspects Throg. is that it's going to be is either going to be um, King Loki, which is canon, or it's going to be Kang. So, you know, King Odin would be a hell of a twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saying, because that's the thing. It certainly yeah. would, yeah. Oh. Or Mephisto. Like I think or, be, I personally think it'd be really funny if it was Mephisto this time. And he just like waited two shows. All the WandaVision people would be <laughs> freaking that would be, out. That would like, be what hilarious. The heck was this? That would be hilarious. Like, they're like, oh, you had the right idea. Wrong show yeah. though. <laughs> ah. uh, <laughs> that would make me very happy on a level. <laughs> Trolling the fans. Yeah. No, that's all I had. Yeah, that's that's all I had. You guys are going to talk about Black. Don't. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll, we'll take about ten minutes and talk about about Black Widow. And of course, Black Widow uh, released last weekend from uh, to theaters and to Disney oh, Plus. No. Uh, Alan stretching again. Some of us has, have seen it. Some of us have not. Uh, I'm going to try to tell the panel that have seen it to try to keep it spoiler free uh, from uh, from the others that uh, that have not seen it. Uh, if you have not seen uh, Black Widow, then. Maybe you need to just maybe who hasn't seen it. I, I hasn't. Seen it. Yeah, raise no, your hand seen. if you haven't seen Black Widow. I have not. Yeah, there's there's it, half of us here that have not seen it, Alan. Do you want us to like leave? It was a spy movie with superhero stuff. So so here's no, the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I have some really great things about this movie, and then I have some things that I'm like, mm, I don't know about this movie. Um, ben Ben, uh, of course. Ben and I have been going on in the chat, in our Facebook chat, uh, that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, Black Widow was good. Ben was like, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> that always that happens not, with us, though. No, we not never had I, a consensus. That's not, not what, what Ben said. said. That's what I said, said it was not worth $30 premiere access. It might have been worth an $8 matinee ticket. Right. And what I'll tell you what I did. I got it on Disney Plus, and I invited three friends over and we watched it with, with charge them you know dollars each we, we watched it all with with there was like six of us that watched it that was five dollars a piece you know when you average it all out <laughs> i didn't charge them of course but i'm just well no actually i guess dave did dave did give me 15 bucks so i guess the uh, i guess that, that probably did uh, work out uh, pretty sure you're gonna get uh, arrested right. or something now because you're not gonna so, do that <laughs> i i don't want to spoil it but also it's hard to Talk about it without spoiling it because it's a movie where stuff happens, right? right. I know, I know most of the plot. Like, I just haven't seen the movie. Okay, so here's my so here's my biggest gripe with it. Or here, let me go over the good things. Acting was great, super solid yeah. acting all around. It was good, aside from some accents. It was pretty solid acting. Sorry, Ben, you're wrong. That's okay though. Yeah. Uh, Florence, uh, is it Pew or Pug? I can't remember. Florence, uh, whatever. Oh, the the, the is, sister. Yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. She's, she she's amazing. It, crushed yep. it. Which yep. I knew she would. She's amazing in Little Drummer Girl. She's amazing in Fighting With My Family. She's always good. She was never going to be the weak part of the movie. Right. Uh, can we put stop putting David Harbour in things? Like, Stranger Things is kind of dead. Can we just he move did, on? He did kind of, like, I, I felt like he was, like, overacting. Like, I don't, I see, I don't He's really David know Harbour. the... He's always overacting. Yeah, I, I don't really know the character that he was playing. I know that, like, but, like, it just seems like, okay, well, this is kind of a... Black Widow movie. Why are we going in and trying to make it all about? Yeah, it, like we, why is he kind of coming in and trying to make it all about him? I'd be happy if we could move past David Harbor as a like a culture. I was done with him after Hellboy. He was in Hellboy. 
He was in the, the new, new one. The new Hellboy. He the new one. He Hellboy. Oh, that's right. They made a new one. They did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Totally I, uh, you haven't no, seen I the new Hellboy? I'm seeing it. No, it has David I have it on DVD. I'll let you borrow That's, it. I'm sorry to hear that. You should burn that DVD. Um, he's not bad. I'm just like he's not a movie anchor kind of person. Um, okay. Uh, I dug the Taskmaster twist. No spoilers. I, I did like how they changed it up. I thought that but was a good good way to do be, it. I'm a big Taskmaster fan from the comics, and I was not mad about that. Like some people are, and I'm like, huh. If I wanted to experience a comic story, I would just read the comic. I'm happy if right. the movies want to call it audible and make it different because they're a different medium. It should not just be the same thing with right. live people, right? I don't want to watch that. I, so, okay, I, I had I had friends that they were like, oh, I can't believe it changed. Da, 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 da. Like, I can't believe like that's not my tax masker. I'm like, dude, oh, God. dudes, just, just, <laughs> it's a movie. It's yeah. a movie. You got to change certain things. Well, it was and, fine. It's not interesting to watch the same story told a different way a lot of the time. Exactly. Right? People think that's what they want, but that's never really what they want, right? It's never as good in a different medium as the first time you experience with rare exceptions. Yeah. Right? It will never live up to it. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't care about that. My biggest problem is that it's just Winter Soldier. It is literally the same movie down to the face mask twist in the climax. And I am so angry. I want to throw my monitor at the wall. Okay. It's literally yeah. the same movie. Natasha just takes the role of Steve. Her sister just takes the role of Natasha. David Harbour just takes the role of Nick Fury. And uh, the the Rachel Weiss just takes the role of Maria Hill. They're literally, they, they even have a fight on a, fly, a flying giant thing at the end. Like, <laughs> well, you know, Winter yeah. Soldier did do very well for them. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, and, they, they did the same movie and then they missed the point yeah. of Winter Soldier. Yeah. It right. kind of, the, I, I do like how this movie had a different kind of feel than most of the Marvel movies. Like it did, it didn't, it, you say that it kind of was like, you know, uh, Winter Soldier, but I don't really feel like it had the same vibe overall as, as Winter Soldier, but. Right, because they didn't do a good job of remaking the culture, <laughs> which is what they were trying okay. to do. Okay, uh, now, now you've got Ben's vote. All right, Ben. <laughs> right, like. There was so much love in this movie. Like two thirds of the movie are great. Right. But the problem That's is one thing that I've heard from everyone. The problem is that the that the two thirds that are great are just the good parts of Winter Soldier, and the one third that's not great is them doing Winter Soldier worse. Like that's all it is. <laughs> that's the, my the one thing I heard from everyone was the first two thirds of the movie great, the last third of the movie garbage. Yeah. The the other thing that that, that I kind of feel like. This is a movie that we. It's supposed to fill in some blanks. It doesn't fill in any blanks. It's it doesn't fill any blank. Like, like that's what they were saying. Like, oh, we needed. It kind of. You know what it feels like? It feels like Marvel says, you know what? DC kicked our butt by making a Wonder Woman movie and being successful, and we don't have any like female lead, you know, actresses doing any of our main movies. So let's just make up one and kind of use yeah. a similar form formula. And this... yeah, we'll, we'll say that it kind of fills in blanks, but it really doesn't. It, it's just kind of like okay. Well, we're going to make this movie just kind of appease the folks that, that, uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, Marvel is lucky that wonder woman 84 sucked as bad as it did oh, yeah. because, because it actually makes this movie somewhat palatable. I, I totally agree with this. I totally agree with that statement. I, I love, I, I love wonder woman 1984. You're a disaster, Barney. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a disaster. I, don't worry. I'm, I'm yeah. He's okay. getting a mute for that one. 
after oh, after okay. 10 years in the MCU and what seven movies, eight movie appearances, Scarlett Johansson got done dirty. She deserved a lot better hmm. at, as the end to this. It's sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it did kind and of. If this had come out when it was supposed to come out in like timeline, it would have been like we would have called it like an Ant Man level movie, right? It would have been like a, okay, this is Ant Man good, right? Great. Better than the Dark World. Better than Iron Man two. Yep. Yep. Right. Better than Iron Man three. Right. We're gonna set that bar real super low. Yeah. The problem is there's not a lot of low bars for the Marvel movies. That's, That's true. true. Right. Like either they're like consistently good or they're down here. You, you don't get a lot of in between. Ant Man's your in between Marvel. Yep. I'll agree. This, with is, that. this is like Ant Man level good. Right. Yeah. The problem is it came out at the wrong place. It came out five to six years too late, and it came out after they made Winter Soldier. Like, I I will say that that after this whole great big break of Marvel movies that we've had, what, what, this is the longest stretch, like the longest like drought of Marvel movies that that uh, we've had in quite some time. It wasn't it it didn't like my expectations were like okay, it kind of met those, but it didn't exceed them. It was more like. All right, this is this is a decent movie. Like I, I don't mind. I, I'm kind of glad that I went and, and and got it on Disney Plus, because otherwise I would have had to pay for it in the theaters, and would have paid more than thirty bucks for it. And I've been I've been like, eh, all right, well, you know, I guess that was a Marvel movie. But you know, watching it at home, eating my own snacks, and you know, watching it with six others for or three others for, you know, thirty bucks. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was actually a pretty solid movie. I don't know. There were so many missteps in this movie mm -hmm. that it is impossible mm -hmm. to think that this was the movie they wanted to put out. I felt like with the extra year of production time that they tried to put into this, they tried to tweak it around thinking what people would want, and they way overthought it, and they gave us a movie that tried to do everything but ultimately did nothing. So I think... Here's my theory, because if you watch the credits, the script shares three people. The first mm -hmm. person is uh, Jack uh, Schaefer, who was the writer behind WandaVision. Right? Okay. Yep. And then there are two other names. And I Jack Schaefer was the first script writer. Right? And I'm pretty sure she got replaced. Oh. In fact, I, Wikipedia tells me I am correct in my assessment. <laughs> Um, so I'm pretty sure what happened is something happened. They did some rewrites. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe it's maybe it's something like they're like, well, our original plan was about a nerve agent being unleashed on the world, and we don't want to put that movie out right after a pandemic. Well, that's right? what we that's Fair. what we said that, that that's what we said that right. uh, Winter Soldier and, and right. Falcon Winter Soldier was going to be about. You can see the holes in Falcon Winter Soldier where they had to patch the story, right? Right. So, you know, maybe there's something like that that happened on the back end that caused them to rework it. But you can, like, if you watch the opening credits, those opening credits are straight out of a freaking Bourne movie, right? The cinematography is straight up, like, classic era spy level camera work. All the, all the shots in the first act, like, I was literally going, oh, I've seen that shot in the sandbaggers. I've seen that shot in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I've seen that shot in any of the millions of spy media I consume, and I was like, "Wait, this is going to be a spy movie." 
And they're like, actually, it's just going to be a Marvel movie. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh. Thanks for the great first third and the pretty good second third, I guess, guys. Oh, it's Winter Soldier now. Sweet. I saw that movie 27 times in theaters, so yay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't kidding so about having about seen it. that many spy movies either. I think a lot of it, though, is if you think about it, it's like one, one of the aspects of what makes the, the Marvel movies some of the best ones is when you actually see the director, like you see the director's style imprinted on it. Mm-hmm. And and I would say some of the some of the uh, the Mar- the Marvel movies that have always been kind of like bland have been the ones where you can't tell who the director is. Yeah, and you can't kind of you can't kind of pin that. Well, and and Kevin Feige has always kind of been a little bit hands off in the sense where he says, just make sure you add this into the meta. You have to make sure we follow the meta plot yeah. along. He'll always kind of give a little bit of that, but he's always kind of been hands off on. And he's and he's been very deliberate in picking um, not huge, well-known directors. Um, some of them are hits and misses. So some of them are yeah. some of them are. I mean, it's that was kind of my 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 take on on Captain Marvel at this, as well. Captain Marvel couldn't figure out what Captain Marvel wanted to be. Well, and it's a super bummer because the Kate Shortland directed this, and she's fantastic. She makes great psychological like thriller movies, like. She did Lore, which is phenomenal. If you ever saw Berlin Syndrome, it's great. Like, this is a a psychological spy thriller is, like, so in her wheelhouse, it's not even funny. And so something else had to go wrong. Yeah. Because I can't imagine somebody with that good a grasp of that kind of genre and source material turned this out, right? And so it just, I was... I was so excited, and Black Widow has always been a favorite comic character of mine because I'm a big Captain America fan. So that whole Captain America expanded family universe thing is like—I mean, I, I was huge into the Brubaker run of Captain America, where Winter Soldier was Captain America, and he was like teamed up with Natasha the whole time, and it was great, like super spy stuff. And so I was like, "Yes, I'm gonna get my spy movie. I'm gonna get a Black Widow spy movie, and it's gonna be." And then it was this, and I was so sad. Yeah, and like you said, maybe it was. A director's job is is to you know take a script and bring it to life and and really be and and teach and make sure the actors are playing the roles. So from what you're saying, look, the actors did a good job. Uh, it just it, but if you have a if you have you know a, kind of a script that's been mulled over by like four or five people and it's you're trying to put it put it together as best as you can, that's ultimately comes down to how the script was written. Yeah. The, the biggest issue for me was that it didn't add anything new to the MCU. It really didn't. Kind of, it. they're like, it'll fill in some of the details. And all it filled in is that at some point she dyes her hair blonde and now she's wearing this vest. And, and they, they at the end, they kind of tell you where she gets the, the jet there. Or, you know, it, yeah. Right, which is irrelevant. Yeah, it really, it really was. Because I wasn't that. questioning that when she showed up in it in Infinity War. Like, I was like, oh, she has a jet. I wonder how she got that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because she's Black Widow, she probably still. But, but it was nice to see the post-credit scene 
that ties up the the like the Disney oh, did you Plus pay shows. Thirty dollars for a post credit scene, Douglas. That's basically oh, that what, what you just told that's me. That's exactly for like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's basically what. But it, it was it it kind of felt like it was just kind of added on after the fact. Well, did, did you guys kind of feel like like it was like the, like the movie was was filmed and then they're like, oh, you know what? We have this going on. We should just. Throw this scene out at the end. It, the problem is, if you follow the Hawkeye cast scene, that's not shocking because you already knew she was in Hawkeye. Right. Like, it's okay. Like, she was going to show up in Hawkeye, so now I know she's in Hawkeye. Like, thanks, movie. You I paid 30 bucks to find out what IMDb told me months ago. <laughs> well, I didn't read an eye on, uh, on yeah. that, so I, I'm not all up on to, up to date and on that. IMDb is super really critical, and <laughs> That's not fair because this movie is a, sits at the intersection of the three things I love the most, which is spy stuff, Marvel superhero stuff, and fight choreography, martial arts, and movies. There were some it's really like, great scenes. It's right in the middle. This is like the perfect movie for me. And so it all of these things I love are right there, and I just really got excited. I probably overhyped myself. Mm. Okay. That's, I'll admit that. Like I, a year of waiting for it to come out, I was in my head going. That's true. Oh, right? Like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna watch No Time to Die, the new Bond movie, and I'm gonna be super sad because I've spent the last year and a half hyping it up in my head. Like, <laughs> I was kind of hoping, like without having seen it yet, I was kind of hoping that it would be less Marvel and more spy, because that's mm. Black Widow's whole. The, the first third and the first third to first half is pretty spy movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And if they had made that, was... that whole movie the whole way through, oh man, it always bugged me that oh. they kept putting her in with the team for the Avengers movies in situations where they kind of had to pair her up with somebody that she could deal with. And yeah, she's capable of taking out some of the more powerful people with some clever moves and stuff like that. But her her whole skill set is sneaky, undercover, you know, stealthy, that kind of thing. It's not just I'm of the that. opinion <laughs> that rather than a movie, she deserved a TV show. She deserved a sure, six-episode okay. miniseries. Yeah. That got time and attention and care applied to it well like you said what you're saying on like the, the the movies like it had all the things that you wanted but it didn't really make make it happen like you just, it had all the things that, and you just it reminds me of like what lies beneath that movie should have been mm -hmm. my favorite movie ever because it took place in vermont it had it had michelle pfeiffer in it and harrison ford and it was about ghosts like how can you go wrong with that yeah, sometimes movies miss, you know, despite they're hitting all your buttons, and this was one for me, which made me sad, because I really wanted to be super, super in love with it. I I liked it. Like you said, it's it's not, like, at the top of my Marvel right. list. It's not at the bottom of my Marvel list. It's I'll, just... I'll watch it again, and before and I'll watch it again before I watch Thor Dark World or Iron Man 2, so... <laughs> I've watched it twice. I watched it the other day, yeah. the other, yesterday with with uh, Sydney, yeah. and, and she enjoyed it, and so that, yeah. I mean, that's fine. And if people I mean, see it, that's great. I'm not trying to knock the thing you love. I liked yeah. a lot of it. A lot of it worked for me. But yeah. as a overall <laughs> recipe, it did not. Ben is though. Ben's trying to knock it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I will I will I will ick your your love. I'm just gonna <laughs> do it. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's nice to see movies finally getting yeah. released, and uh, that's that's the bottom line. It's like the second movie I've seen in two weeks in the theater, so right. what the heck? 
and this is just the first of a few movies that are coming out for uh, for Marvel. And like, because we've got uh, what well, we've got uh, Shang-Chi is the next one, Shang-Chi, and then uh, Eternals, the yeah. Eternals, yeah, both of those so, are this year, yeah. yeah. So, I'm super, so, super stoked for Shang-Chi. It's a, it's a, it's a, I hope, yeah. as long as it has better fight choreography than Iron Fist, <laughs> oh, okay. it's gotta, it's gotta have like, better. I, I appreciate that they're both Marvel IPs. But every time people bring up Iron Fist when talking about Shang-Chi, I just want to, like, throttle them. <laughs> because they're not the same thing. And to compare them is super wrong. Uh, and it fucks <laughs> the crap out of me. Doing people. it anyway, Alan. I know you are. I know you are. This is why we're enemies. <laughs> that, was, that was the one thing that I could not stand about Iron Fist. The choreography, the fight choreography, that was just oh, so boring. Yeah, super bad. And I'm, not, just, I'm not defending Iron Fist. I'm just saying yeah. they're totally not the same thing. Like the fight and choreography in Daredevil was amazing. I the love team, that. the team behind Shang Chi is awesome. Yeah, like nice. I'm super pumped. Well, I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see if they do the Disney Plus release with with that movie. Um, I, I really don't think that. I, I think now that we've let this out of the bag, I don't think you're going to be able to get. You know, I don't think doing. Theater, theater release movies solely, especially in 2021, is going to be the most effective way to uh, bring in the most dollars. Uh, I, I really think you're going to see most of these movies have some sort of either very short theatrical release and then a digital uh, release uh, like maybe a week or two after or seeing them release at the same time. It'll, so. it'll be interesting, especially because you've got Shang-Chi and Eternals, but then you also have Spider-Man this year, and Disney Plus can't release that one directly. I thought Spider-Man wasn't until... until no, this it's year. December. Oh, is it December? Yeah. Okay. Barely this year. Okay. Yeah. Squeak cool. it in. All right, that's going to do it for the Pop Culture Corner. Let's uh, bring it on to our future presentation, uh, our future content, which is games you can play for free and now our feature presentation so proud that we do that every week now you just scour the internet for old clips of stupid stuff and like put in your show like how does yeah that's work? basically that's basically what i want to do is yeah okay. basically anything that's like you know you should teach a class on hosting a thing like this, I guess. Then public domain, just like hey, if you can use is that it public in a show, domain, I don't know, but probably not. Took it anyway. <laughs> I took it anyway. It's not. Okay, it's not. Well, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So <laughs> let's talk a little. Let's talk about games you can play for free. There are so much. Of course, we're seeing a very limited release schedule for. Table for for tabletop games in general in 2021, just because of like shipping and logistic issues, high you know increased production costs. Like you, you're you're seeing, I, I I know that we we're seeing some some publishers that are saying, hey, you know what, we had these games all scheduled for release in 2021, they're coming, but we just don't know when. So in the meantime, we thought, well, you know what, let's give you some games to play for free. Uh, and uh, you can kind of just check them out on your own and, and kind of 
you know, play them in the meantime. Uh, Alan, are you feeling with Galenite Games? Are you feeling any of that pinch as far as uh, shipping and and uh, production costs rising and all that logistical issues? Um, we print in the U.S., so we haven't been hit with like the manufacturer side delays or anything. We've quit making dice because we make dice in China, so we've just stopped making dice. But honestly, dice don't sell after the Kickstarter anyway, so like it wasn't a, it's not going to be a big loss in my opinion going forward. Sure. Um, and we'll see. Maybe I'll change my tune after the first Kickstarter. Everybody's like complaining that we don't have dice, and then I'll be like, "Never mind, I was totally wrong." And I will eat my words because <laughs> um, that will happen to me. Um, but so we we've definitely seen we've definitely seen it in fulfillment. Um, inside the U.S., we haven't had any real issues. The costs haven't gone up that much. The, well, the mail system's a couple days backlogged. Stuff not get lost anymore. Our error rate remains around the same um, as like our 2018 rates. Uh, it's the international side. Like currently, we're waiting for Tiny Cthulhu to get to our EU fulfillment, and none of the boxes have arrived after eight weeks. Ooh. And if they don't ever arrive, I don't know what we'll do because a bunch of those are the limited edition pledges. And while we print an overage, like Ooh. you're only making. We we printed ten percent overage, which is pretty high, but if that, that that's more than ten percent that's going missing, yeah, um, which is well outside. We've never had more than a one percent error rate, so you know the math says ten percent is fine. This is going to be the one time it's not, and uh, definitely feeling the pinch there because that's a couple grand easy to get out there and fix that. Yeah, I've, I've heard of uh, other, uh, of course, you know, I, I back a Kickstarter here or there, and uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard some stories of, of folks that are waiting, like one or two shipping containers have arrived in like various parts of the world, and they're waiting for that third, you know, container to, to show up so they can start, you know, fulfilling pledges, and that third container just... For months has not shown up, and they're just waiting for it. So it's like, and not only have they is it not shown up, but the, the publishers paid a premium for that container because container you know rates are container just, rates have gone up like two thousand percent. They've gone up a ridiculous amount. So like, it's not just the fact that hey, you know what, my product isn't here. It's that hey, I paid a premium to get it there, and now it's not there. That's yeah. that's a whole other issue. Um, yeah, it's 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 just a mess, and I'm going to tell folks that if you do back projects on Kickstarter, uh, and if you've already backed some projects for last year and in, in the beginning part of this year, just expect delays because that's yeah the and, name and, of the game at this point. And know that all the companies are trying their hardest, but a lot of the times it's a choice between going out of business or waiting a couple months. And yeah. A lot of us have people who depend on the steady income we're providing, so we can't just go out of business to get a game there. Like it's the it super sucks. I yeah, probably spend sixty percent of my day dealing with it right now. Yeah, and it's just That's a nightmare. Good. And we don't even do that much online or over uh, internationally. Sorry. So. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some some games you can play for free. Um, of course, there's a lot of RPGs that have quick starts. So I, I'm just going to tell folks that if you if you're interested in an RPG, go to like Drive Through RPG or go to the publisher website and see if they've got a quick start for free. Most of them are, and you can because just download they probably and do. Yeah, and 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 that's going to be my that's pretty much my my <laughs> opening thing is is just to to you know check and see if you're you're 
RPG that you're interested in has a quick start and download it and try it out. And a lot of publishers made whole games for free too. Like, yep, and then they 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 made four for free during the pandemic. One's back now, but the other three are still free. Nice. Um, so so yeah, so so that's going to be my main thing. Is uh, that's the, the the thing I'll, I'll lead with is just just check with your publisher, check with the publisher to see if they have a quick start that's free and and that's that. Uh, Alan, you uh, yeah, why don't you lead us out? What uh, what do you got for free games? Yeah, so now that I've said there's something that's free, I'm gonna have to go check because I might be just totally wrong. Oh no! Already potentially wrong about a lot of stuff on the show. I don't need to be more wrong about stuff. <laughs> um, so I mean, we have quick starts for our major game lines, obviously, right? Um, the Atomic Highway, which is a British post-apocalyptic game, is free both the core book and the supplement. Um, we have uh, our Sword Point game is free, functionally. Uh, we have an SRD that is the complete rules. You can just grab for free. It doesn't have any art or fancy layout, but it's one hundred percent free. Um, I believe Sagas and Six Guns is free. I could be misremembering that one. It was free at one point. It might not be anymore, sorry. Um, but there's uh, Ion Guard is free right now. Um, so there, we got that stuff for free. We got the, yeah, I mean, we got, you just start, you just run our stuff by price in Drive Through RPG and you just see what's free. Super exciting. Uh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, there's uh, there's some great RPGs that are that are available free. Uh, a great day uh, just uh, just mentioned that uh, Iron Sworn is free, and that's a that's a major uh, release. They actually just did a, a sci-fi version of, of that game yeah. that uh, was very very uh, successful on Kickstarter, and yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm eager to see what that's going to look like. Uh, I did back that one, and I'm kind of curious as to what that's going to look like. Uh, um. I know the Avatar RPG Quick Start just dropped today. If you're looking for something free and different to play out, uh, yes, yeah, you can grab the Avatar: The Last Airbender Quick Start, which just dropped today from Magpie Games. So yep. for something so new. MagpieGames.com. Uh, you yeah. can go right there onto the website. Some drive through as well. So you know, with RPGs, there's loads. So you're definitely not going to be hurting. Uh, ben, what do you got for uh, for free games? Uh, so I am a big proponent of the try it before you buy it. Um, so I'm actually going to talk about a platform right now where you can play a lot of games for free and that's board game arena. This is mm. an online platform, uh, where there are tons of digital versions of physical board games that you can play for free. And I, I, the reason I kind of want to bring this up is because you know, obviously, being a, a, a manager of a local game store, I don't want you to <laughs> want you to. I want you to spend money on games, preferably, you know, with me if if I've earned your business. Um, but it's so hard to tell, and with the price of games right now, you know, yeah. it's hard to drop fifty, sixty dollars on a game before you know it's good. Whereas, you know, the board game arena, you can play these games you can try them out you can see if it is going to be something that's good for you because unfortunately games really aren't returnable once they're opened and punched and, and good to go you know they're they're an investment so uh yeah board game arena check it out uh i was unaware of this until probably like four months ago like i knew it existed but i hadn't actually checked it out and then my DD group uh we were like you know we're not really feeling role-playing this time let's go over to board game arena and play and i'm like this is amazing 
Like, I can try all these games. I can learn about these games. And, yeah, just uh, Board Game Arena, online, web browser. You don't have to download anything. Play, try things out. Uh, really, really good way to get a board game fix and also, uh, you know, see what you might want to add to your physical collection later on. Uh, as uh, Patty says, did that site get acquired by Asmodee? I believe they did, didn't they? Yes, uh, they did. Uh, I believe they have stated that there will not be any changes to the site, but you will probably see at new Asmodee games get you know, like fast tracked onto it, and then maybe there may be some right. uh, tiers added in to play some more advanced versions of the games. Uh, but yeah, I believe they did say they were not not planning on making any changes to the offerings that were on there currently. Yes. Jason, what do you got for us for free games? Um, my Probably my most favorite free game would be the Fusion System. Um, it was, I'm not sure how long it's been around. Um, it was actually a uh, collaboration. Fusion, between, the Artel Hero hybrid? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that free? It was the last time I played it. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's uh, Artal Sorian and Hero Games. Um, I we picked my wife and I picked it up back when we were big into anime, uh, back when uh, Escaflone and Record of Lotus Wars were were big deals. Uh, <laughs> there was a plugin for Record of Lotus Wars that came out, and we thought, well, that would be really cool to try. So we downloaded it, printed it off at work, and printed off the well. <laughs> thanks, work. Um, it was it was a massive pile of paper that I printed off. But we played that for probably, I don't know, six, seven months. And it's wow. a really robust system. It's got lots of detail to it. And there's yeah. endless modules you can download for your favorite games. Like any 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 genre you can imagine probably has a fusion hack for it. Very cool. Very cool. The only other uh, one I can think of off the top of my head other than that would be uh, the, uh, the ICRPG Quick Start uh, Second Edition rules. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. Amanda, what do you what do you got for us? Do you got any free games for us this 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 week? Uh, so I was going to mention the Avatar one, but Alan already did. Yeah, th you thanks a lot, definitely, Alan. You should <laughs> definitely go with that. I will mention it's like a fifty five page quick start rule book. Like they did not skimp. It is very nice. And it so. uses a pocket was powered by the apocalypse, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's PBTA based. Um. Also, if you check out, if you're going to a platform like DriveThruRPG, you don't have to just look in the freebies section. You can also look in the pay what you want section. Yes. And in pay what you want, you can pay nothing if you've got no money or you just <laughs> want to be a cheapskate. But you could also just pay like a dollar and be like, hey, thanks, game publisher, for making this available. And there is tons of stuff in there. You want like pretty much most of the fate books ever they're all in pay what you want on drive through rpg go knock yourself out there is just a ton of stuff in there yeah. and it you can get it for free or you can get it for practically free if you want to just give the game designers a tip um my other personal favorite treasure trove for quick one-off very light and easy games is uh grant howitt's grant howitt's blog look robot which you can find at lookrobot.co.uk. And it's just a whole bunch of like one page RPGs. For a while there, he was just like whipping these out constantly. And some of them are better than others, but pretty much all of them are gonna be a fun time to run. 
and they're all just available for free. That's awesome. Barney, you look uh, you look eager to uh, share your some, face. some free uh, <laughs> some free games. I want to talk about the gateway drug of free games that got me into oh. video gaming altogether. And I and I I I want to I want to guess that probably all of you have played this game. Okay. If you haven't, then I look forward look to proving you wrong. Yeah, if you haven't paper. played it, that means you've never been bored at work. So I can tell you that it's a it's a browser base, and it's this came out in like two thousand five, and it's still around, and it's still there. You can still play it. Anybody's never played Adventure Quest, then I have no. You come on, you guys are you. What is going on here? Future stuff right now. You're giving Barney a crisis. Battleon.com. And and this guy, he create he wanted to make his own flash based, um, uh, basically D and D game that he could just play a video game on. It's all browser based. He taught himself it. He taught himself how to do it. And these games, they're basically look like it was a high schooler who a high schooler made this. And they're still on. He's got he's got he's got, he's got Adventure Quest. He's got Mech Quest. He's got Dragon Fable. He's made all these games. And it's all free to play. It's all browser based, and it is. If you're bored at work and you got and you just have to stare at a computer screen, this is the best way to. Think. And it's it's so fun. It is just, it's 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 free fun, and it's and it's you you make a character. It's basically it's a it's a role playing game. And eighty four thousand players in the last twenty four hours. It is such a fun, weird thing you can just play. It's all browser based. Did did you, you said there were how many how many players in the last hour, Jason? Eighty four thousand. None of them are members of this podcast or listeners and Apparently. viewers of this podcast. I'm just. Oh, just... I, I, I click the about section and it immediately takes me to a screen uh, with the broken Adobe Flash Player plugin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it says Adobe Flash Player is no longer supported. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so yeah, right now there's like, yeah, 8,300 people are playing right now. Yeah, online now in the game. Okay. And it is, I gotta say, for anybody, I could so put it out for anybody who's listening or watching this. If you want to, and if you're one of those people that has a job where you might be working nights or doing something, you're whatever it is, and you're in front of a computer, instead of like surfing Facebook, go on battleon.com and just Play a night, go f- kill some dragons. Ben, Ben, get off that. Get off of oh, Adventure sorry, Quest. Sorry, sorry, I, I needed eighty three thousand and one. This is a game that this my, my my buddy got me in. He was he was playing he was playing. He said, "Hey, have you ever played uh, Adventure Quest?" I'm like, "Adventure!" Like it even sounds like what it is. It's called Adventure Quest. I mean, so I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead and play it." You know, and I, and I was and he got me into play, it, and that made me start playing. I'm like, "What other kind of?" online games can you play and that opened everything up to world of warcraft and all that stuff this was the thing that got me into it so ah. interesting interesting okay yeah. that's and cool. it's free it's completely and utterly free there's no paywalls there's no freemiums it's just free it's free. just free yeah yeah nice Except for you know, has well, Adobe. Buy, there's coins there's an in-game purchase option system that you can elect to use yes yeah, if you want to get a subscription to it, I think or something. But this was, this has been around. Like I said, if you look at this, has been around since like two thousand five. This is, this was 
all the MMOs before the MMOs, basically. Well, before it was around RuneQuest and you know, you know, EverQuest stuff. But this that's was the only one that's browser. Is the yeah. MMOs that are free to play, but they have in-game purchases that really help you do a lot more. <laughs> but that this is my when you when you when you when you talked about this topic a couple of weeks, like, hey, bro, games that are free to play, like I do that one. I need to talk about Adventure Quest. <laughs> I need to tell you about Adventure Quest. <laughs> wow. At time that I went on a synonym. I mean an adventure and a quest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, that's 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 nice to have uh, video game represented. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, it's so yeah, so the the, the Robin Hood character, Robina Hood. Like they like there's no there's no like thought process on like how like complicated the game is like there is just it's click 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 and it's so fun there's a huge map there's everything opened up oh yeah there's so much stuff to do there wow yeah i'll have to uh i'll have to check that out i actually uh, opened another browser window to take a look at it and oh sure you get on me <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> well barney was talking so i had to you know fill up some time. <laughs> you're just like my wife as soon as i start talking you're gonna like drift off <laughs> uh, so my suggestion for uh, for for f totally free games that you can play is actually it involves the uh, image behind me and and actually someone already suggested it. I'm trying to think. I think it was Rodrigo that uh, that uh, suggested it. The Genesis, the Genesis is is uh, really cool. I, and this is a game that I've kind of had my eye on for a while, and and uh, I haven't really got really hadn't had the chance to to deep dive into it. But it's uh, produced by uh, Six More Vodka, which is like, Alan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a they're a German-based publisher, right? They are, yes. This is uh, they they have this weird model where you can actually play their games for free, like all of their content, absolutely free, like all their books, and their books are like. 400 some odd pages like the core books the campaign books and everything you can download them all for free yep. and that they have high resolution like low nice. res files like what they want you to do is they want you to buy the physical books or you can also have this this option where you can uh, support them every month and kind of like kind of like a patreon kind of situation and the more funds they, they raise every month they, uh, they they produce more content with it I I'm like this book these books are beautiful the system is a d6 dice pool system so if anybody's familiar with like mutant year zero um, if you're familiar with even like uh, burning wheels kind of kind of uh, a little bit um, Basically, you have a you have a, uh, an attribute and a skill, and based on those, that's how many d6s you're you're rolling. And then four, fives, and sixes are successes, and then sixes give you some sort of trigger, which is kind of kind of increases your success level. Uh, the only downside that I have with this is that the setting is really really dense, like. Mm. There is a lot to know. Basically, the, the setting, it's a post-apocalyptic, and you all know how much I love post-apocalyptic games. Um, this this game is set like 500 plus years in the future where Earth is like Earth has had some sort of cataclysmic like 
almost like asteroid type of event that happened to it. It, it like wiped out a lot of Europe and it's changed like the environment of a lot of places on earth. Like Africa is now like this big, like lush continent. And that's where like a lot of like really great things are going on. But like I said, the, the one thing that I have about this book and I've been reading this for, for a week or so now is there's a lot to the setting and I don't know how easily it's, it would be to get players up and running if they don't know the majority of the setting itself. Mm. Like that's, that's the one thing there's a huge learning curve with this game. Um, I, it's beautiful. The, 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 the website, degenesis.com. Holy smoke. There is a ton of content on here. Just, just for free. Um, you have, ah, um, Oh my goodness. What is this? What is that's a stack? This is so, Alan. Alan I have is, all the Genesis books in physical. Yeah. This is how much there is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Please th don't hurt yourself. You can throw your you can throw your back out. It's my con bod thing. I just keep looking at the books. The, the books are beautiful. Like they are literally they're high quality books. They're uh, the the illustrations are top notch. There's even like a high. There's even a trailer for this RPG on YouTube. If you if you uh, search six more vodka, six more vodka. Yep. Nice. These are such pretty, pretty books. This might be the prettiest RPG I own. Absolutely, it is. Well, at least it isn't mine. I know that. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous how much. <laughs> well, and the consistent quality is also what makes it a little bit bonkers for how free it is. Yeah, it, absolutely, it's completely free. Right, it's, you can play this like yeah. You, but this there's is nothing that they haven't pushed put out that you just can't download yourself. Like, this is 500 pages of campaign stuff. And it's free. And, like, we're not talking, like, public domain art. These are people who do, like, concept art for Marvel. They did all the art for League of Legends, the new big push from League of Legends, one of their games. Their card game you can play on the mobile, whatever it is. Right? Like, this is a major big-time art studio with, like, significant clients. Like, the art in here is not... Yeah, they're not. They're this. This is this is a game. Yeah, <laughs> on every level of game. Like, like I, I can't I would, stress enough. Like I would love to to run a game of this for the show, but I just don't know. Like, there's so much that you would have to tell oh, your players yeah. about. Like, as Only far as setting, you knew a GM. Who I had know an intro adventure and could run it. Who who who, who has who would I know that that would do that? Who could that hmm. be? Alan, would you like to come on and, and run to Genesis on the show? No. Why? Why would you think that? What? Oh, never mind then. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we're definitely. If if you are if you would like to see the Genesis on the show uh, in an actual play, hit the hit the subscribe button. It's gonna it's gonna have to be a VCG after dark though, because this is not a PG thirteen setting. No, it, it is not. It's it's a very dark. It's they call it primal punk. The, and I, I will tell you that the player characters are very, very squishy and very fragile. Mm -hmm. Like, you really want to leave fighting as a last resort yeah. in a lot of confrontations. 
Um, but man, I'm going to tell you right now, opening, you can, you can log into degenesis.com and set up an account. You can actually, they even have an interactive player, a player character sheet, like mm. that walks you through mm-hmm. how to fill it all out. Like, what? Oh yes. It's, what? It's insane. Like it, it, like there's, there's free, they, they have a sec- section called awesome shit. <laughs> like they and really what it is language on your channel. I'm sorry, but yeah, no. Usually, I, you have I to bleep the, yourself. But literally, there's like short stories, and there mm-hmm. are like they have a map that you can click on, and then zoom in. Let me let, let me. You can zoom in. And each of these like red spots mm-hmm. are like, I don't know if it's it's not gonna let me. I like I have there you go. Like so, I I got into the game when it first came out. Um, when we were I was importing it from Germany. Yep. Um, and so I have some of the stuff that they don't make anymore, like this big old art book, and I have a full printout of this map, that map, and it's oh, yeah. So all of these like red spots on this on the map online are all places where like these I, I, I you want to call them asteroids have like touched down and, and kind of corrupted earth and they've kind of infested the earth and, and mutated all the things around it and yeah man I love I love this like mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't say it enough how much I really dig <laughs> this I setting to scroll over to see if I could find North America <laughs> uh, they haven't gone there the most you no. get is they have this. Uh, they have this awesome adventure campaign thingy. I just totally broke my mic hitting it with this big heavy book. Um, <laughs> called uh, Black Atlantic, which deals with what happens, and it's so good. I, I downloaded the core book. It's like four hundred and forty-one mm-hmm. megs. The it's, physical it's, books are printed on museum quality archival paper. Like I'm not joking around. This is a really high quality game. They, they mm. also have they also have a timeline on their website where you can like when I say it like goes 500 years in the future they give you a timeline of what happened during those 500 years and not only do they give you the timeline but they give you like things that you can click on that bring up things that that, that affects the, what happened in that timeline so here we're talking about okay 2043 the UN crumbles here's the effect. Oh wait! It affects two. In this effect, happens in 2045. New alliances. So you can look at the timeline and see what, like, the ripples of the events that happened throughout these 500 years. And not only that, but it tells you what book this event, like, what where what where you can reference it. Yeah. Like, it's here. You go. 2045. New alliances. This happened, okay, it causes because the UN crumbles and the effect were something that happened in 2045 and 2047. Like, I I spent like two evenings just reading the timeline of the last 500 years. Like, that's <laughs> that's how advanced this, this setting so if is. If you want a lore-heavy role-playing game, mm, sounds like these it. guys it's, are your boys. Right, it's <laughs> super, it's like, like I said, it's... It's super dense, but man, it is 
almost like reading a novel and then having like these really awesome pieces of art that go with it. And I literally put on the trailer and I, I showed it to some friends and they're like, oh my God, that we want to watch that show. And I said, that's not a show. That's an RPG. And they literally looked at me like I was crazy. Because, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's, 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 uh, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, folks, like this, if you want, a, if you're really like into post-apocalyptic RPGs, I, I don't know where else you can go to get this much data, this much like game. For free. I just, out of curiosity, I downloaded the core book. I opened up the folder that it comes with, and it has a variety of books in it. The very first thing is a 10% off coupon yeah. to go to the web store and buy their books. I, so, I, <laughs> so they're literally giving you a 10% off coupon just to order their books. like I, just for, Which you'll want to use because they are not cheap books because they uh, only come from Europe. Yeah, yeah so I, I, saw, I, I saw their 99 uh, pounds, I think. Yeah, it's it's yeah. if if you're going to order this, you're going to like they give free shipping to the U.S. if if you order uh, 199 pounds worth of, of product. Um, in normally, what's that? Money pounds to be clear. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. euros, no, euros. No, no, I guess is probably yeah. euros is what what it actually is. Yes. So so, like normally, if you were to ship that and it's under that, it's like 60 euros. So it's like. It, you're you're much better off ordering like 199 euros worth of product just to get it over here. And I, I'll tell you what, it was it was quick to get these products over. I, I got my big order in a week. Yeah, nice. I I will say if you want to get into the Genesis, but you want to do it as accessibly as possible, um, get use their free character creator. Just grab the rule book. Don't worry about the lore. And grab the Troika expansion because it's got a bunch of pre-made characters and like mm. kind of short prompts. And you can you can game not knowing the world pretty easy and get comfortable before you start digging into the detail. Like they've done a good job of making it relatively accessible if you really want to. Just like they have some adventures, like uh, Rising Ravens is a pretty mm. solid adventure. I've ran it. Like grab it. Grab that, grab the Troika supplement. You can play the whole game off those 48 pages with the pre-made characters. And then just grab the rule books so you know how to roll the dice. Because then you're going to want like to know all about yeah. the world. Then you'll be in trouble. That's what they're trying to do. That's how they're trying to get you. Yeah. It'll yeah. work. It's amazing. Like, I, I've never seen... Like, it's... As, like, as an entrepreneur, like, that side of me goes, oh my god, what are these people doing? Like, this is totally against everything that we've ever been taught as far as how to build a business, how to build a brand. You don't give your finished, co you, you don't give your finished product away for free. That doesn't make sense. That's not going to give you success, but yet they do it and they have a, a large community. <laughs> they have thousands of people in their discord. Yeah. They, one of their bundles well, is called the crunch bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and their free download stuff is awesome. It has all these what tools is? to make your own prompts. Like all your all your prompts, your own handouts, all the fonts they use is all in there for you to use and remix as a fan for your own game. I, I'm going to tell you impressive. Yeah, I knew Doug it, was. I knew Doug was keen on it, but I hadn't ever. I hadn't really looked at it yet. But this is pretty impressive. You can spend. I, I spent hours on Degenesis.com. Like the last few weeks, like 
literally, I'll, if I have like a free moment when I'm not like prepping something or not designing graphics, like I'll sit down there. And I'm like, oh man, you know what? I want to take a look at this like the Genesis short story, or I, I want to download this. Yeah. Like it, it really is like a great hub for just a, a whole bunch of information on this world that they've created and and i i think it's i think it's amazing i haven't even gotten it i joined their discord server but i haven't even like been all that activated i think i said hi or something in it but there's a there's a whole community of folks that just want to keep building this this uh this world and and, and just expanding it even further which is awesome um yeah and, and you know me i love d6 dice pool systems as far as uh, rpgs go um it'll be interesting to see i, I I'm, I'm curious to play it to see how dynamic the uh the, the dice system is um as as we know that the, there's certain certain settings that, that seem to work better than than others for certain games like like I, I haven't. I wasn't a really big fan of the D, the two D20 system for uh, that Modifius puts out a lot. But uh, man, I, I really enjoyed it when I played Dune. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how this uh, D six system works for for the Genesis. And like I said, don't get it. It's it's almost more Borgish in in a way where you get one good shot. Like if if an enemy gets one good hit on you or a shot, like they shoot you with something. Good chance you're not you're not surviving, and your character that you put all this time in building is gonna go in the trash, and you're gonna have to build a new <laughs> one. So, but I love I love systems like that anyway. So, anyway, that's my suggestion for free for free game. Degenesis.com, active community, top notch production. Go check it out. I'm not gonna tell you to to. Go crazy like I didn't get the physical books, but uh, did you get if, all of them, Doug? I have not gotten all of them. I'm. I, I kind of had to. I had to kind of wait. Put, I looked at the biggest bundle they have. It's six hundred and forty dollars Canadian. Yeah, and it doesn't even include the core books. It's literally just the supplements. Which one is yeah. this? Um, what was it called? Shoot, I just I just clicked away from it. Um, it was uh, like the Czar Bomba. Oh, the Czar Bomba. Yeah. No, it does. It has the Veritas rule books. The Vincent oh yes, that's Veritas the high end. The core rule book, but that's like oh. their super deluxe box set rule book. Yeah, it comes oh. with dice and everything. Okay, it's the only way to get the dice. I've been eyeing yeah. it, trying to convince myself not to grab it because I already have the rule book. Yeah, I, the battle I, just, I am. The battle I am slowly. You know what convinced me not to push the button? That's six hundred and forty-nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I. And that's I, with the discount, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I I told myself a few months ago, I am not going to get into another RPG like heavily, and the Genesis totally, why do totally. Zero way in. You should have taken all the books that you got I've, and put them on the scale. I've done very very well with Kickstarter backings. Like I've cut back quite a bit. I'm just backing. Most RPGs at like a digital PDF. level, yeah, PDF level, um, because it just saves me some some time and some money. And I, I tell you, I saw the Genesis and yeah. Oh, there's a supplement on here I don't have yet. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Might be about to change. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to you have to pay fifty euros and then sixty euros shipping for it. 
Well, I've been eyeing a second set of the core book, so yeah. here we go. It's, I'm mm. going to tell you, folks, it's like 800 pages. What is it, 800 pages between the two books? No, it's probably 600 tops. Yeah. <laughs> Only 600 pages. Only. It's, well, it's that's different than 800 pages. Yes. But by, well, yes, by math, there's 200. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> go set up an account. Or even if you go on DriveThruRPG, they have pay what you want for, for their books on there as well. Um, oh, download it. Are so pretty. Let me know in the comments if if uh, if you checked it out and if you're uh, if you've played it, if you've uh, if you're interested in it. Um, I think that you probably will be. Um, but uh, if you're anything like I am and you love uh, post-apocalyptic RPGs that are very very pretty, that's that pretty much hits all my buttons. And it, yeah, you know, and the funny thing is, this is the first RPG that Alan didn't like totally pressure me into buying. Like this is this is the one that I was like, oh my god, this is such a great. This looks so awesome, and I just I just yeah, I had to get I had to get uh, some, most of the books. So, Alan, usually you're the you're the one to blame for that. I I've been playing the Genesis since 2014, so I've talked about it. You just aren't listening. I, I haven't heard you talk about it. I haven't talked about it in a bit. We talked about why. So it's 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 really it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't stress that enough. So it does the look. layout. It looks. It almost looks more borgish in 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 its layout in some of the pages. Like there there's certain graphics and certain like fonts that are like laid out kind of weird. I don't know it. Primal Punk, check it out, thegenesis.com. That's all I'm going to say. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. We're getting close to uh, two hours. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank Alan for uh, guest starring in this episode. Thank you so much, Alan. And uh, I want to thank everyone that uh, joined us live. Uh, I'll remind folks that uh, if you'd like to join us live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can on YouTube and Twitch. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode 109 of the Chaotic Goodcast. It was chaotic, but it was so good. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorygenshingaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. So I know we talked about Adventure Quest earlier, but uh, what about Hexato's Quest? Oh, God. That's when, that's when like, all of us venture up to Canada to check out Jason's Toes. No. I mean... This will not be a thing that happens. Canada's pretty close to me, so that's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's but, like, where in Canada? Because Canada's pretty close to me, but not the part of Canada that Jason lives in. Is that what you're doing? What? I'm in northern Alberta. Straight up the Alberta-Saskatchewan border, about uh, seven hours. Yeah, a town yeah. called Cold Lake. Now I'm checking. The rest of us are all very walking. close to like Quebec. <laughs> Quebecois. Would you say? I'm looking for. A, a, is Grand Prairie near you? Uh, Grand Prairie is about five hours to the left. Well, you're, uh, you're over two. You're close. supposed to be seen now. So, oh, okay. <laughs> how about Fort McMurray? Uh, Fort Mac's about two hours north of me. Just south okay. of Fort Mac. Hang on.
Don't you live near Edmonton? It's only like a 12-hour drive. I do that all the time. Yeah, but can, uh, we can't even get across the border. Like, I'm three hours away. away from Edmonton, Amanda. Okay, I thought that was somewhat cool. Ed Edmonton is the nearest big city to me. Right, right, yeah. In the same way that, like, Portland is the nearest big city to me. So. We found, we and it's found also three place. hours away. Portland, Oregon? Maine. Maine. Oh, the first Portland. The first Portland. The original the Portland. The original Portland. Pretty sure it's been overshadowed by this point. It has significantly, and they will never get over being upset about it. Yeah. We, but we we figured out like the name of the town, right? That was like halfway through. That was the like, halfway mark. Remember a few months ago, we looked it up, and it was like we said, "Oh, oh there's going to be a fair there or something." We right? did, yeah, we did find a halfway point between Jason and us. I can't remember what it was, but uh, when did this happen? This where we looked it up, and you said, "Oh yeah, that place has a fair or something." Like you said, it was a town. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember where it was, but Co conversations that may or may not have happened to Barney's head. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Ben and, and uh, Barney, did you guys see the uh, that someone actually drove like their car over like some sort of like somebody's private lawn that so they could get into the states yeah, here yeah. from Canada? There was yeah. A, yeah, it's the yeah in Derby, Derby Point, whatever it was. There, there's actually it's a library that 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 yeah, a library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a library that is in like uh, yeah, I think Derby, Vermont. I think what it, where it actually half of half of it's in Canada, and the other half is in the United States. They, they literally <laughs> drove over the library lawn so they could get uh, they could get yeah. into the United States, but they got caught, and then of course they got sent back. It was yeah, like all, but it was like people from Europe too, from the sounds. Weird. Yeah. yeah. We had you a mean, lot of trouble with yeah, people well, insisting you, that they could travel across Canada because they were going to Alaska and they were Americans. Well, the, well that's not what, how what, that works. They well, they did let them originally, and then they found out that half of them weren't actually going to Alaska because, of course, not. Who's driving to Alaska from the states? That's crazy. Yeah. You, <laughs> you put your hand back hand. down, smarty pants. <laughs> I like driving though. I'll drive everywhere. Uh, I just drove. Like I, say, I just drove 38 hours in five days to go to Utah and back for a game tournament. So, but the, I, the, the thing I sent you guys the other day that was hilarious. What I, I tell you, when my girls were like, they're running out in the backyard and they're like, "We are, what you say? We're we're princesses. We're nature princesses. We're here. We're here to protect nature." And my little goes, "And we're here to eat animals." I love <laughs> it. Like, I love like, it. No, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, that was funny. We had, uh, I've been having a really good time with like just, you know, working with them with like the six year old and the four year old, just kind of like in, improving their, their, you know, just, just their, their words, you know, just giving them more languages to say. And so I've, I've, I've been doing this thing now where I would say like an elaborate version of what my wife says. Like she'll tell them, She'll tell them she'll be like saying things like, um, um, <laughs> she'll say this one. She always says, I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing. I need you to clean your room. I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with you. She'll always say that. That's like her thing. Clean your room. Eat, eat, your, eat your food. I'm not playing with you. And I did that too. I said, instead of saying that, I, I told them to like, you know, get ready. Go ahead and brush your teeth. I am not partaking in any of your jovial activities. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And they're like, what? I'm not going to partake in any of your jewelry activities. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
like, like I don't even know what that means, and and I'm like forty five, and and I can't imagine what a four four and six year old probably thinks. The four they and six year old probably think their dad is a dillweed. They're, they're, they're gonna pick right up on it though they're yeah. at like prime language acquisition years they're gonna, they're gonna pick right up on get, it they're gonna get stuffed in lockers at school now because barney got them big words so yeah. that's what's gonna happen oh man and that's what happened to me <laughs> and then i got too big to stick into a locker so oh, so yeah, i was gonna say who the heck was sticking you in a locker did you go to school with andre the giant like well, how did that I, happen no, I'm, I'm six three i'm 280 pounds and most of it's in my shoulders and upper body and i'm not the smallest guy by a stretch even in my family like hmm. if the midwest is big there are big people <laughs> Grow like, a bunch of giants out there, apparently. Yeah, there's a reason hockey is so popular. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, so speaking of teaching your kids like things when they're young and 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 whatnot. When my daughter was really young, like before she went into the kindergarten, uh, I decided that hey, you know what? This is my time to introduce her to cartoons that that I loved growing up, and and that this is this is my way of getting to to relive you know, these car cartoons and everything. So like right before she went into to kindergarten, I sat down and we watched uh, Masters of the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe for like months, months we sat down, we played, we watched like the old eighties, you know, the original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And like literally my, my, my daughter, the first day of school, she, she, she goes to school and she comes back and I'm like, hey honey, how was, how was school? How was, how, you know, first day of school was, it was it really exciting? She's like, yeah, it was okay. She's like, but like, I was at recess and nobody knew what I was talking about. I kept on saying, I have the power. And like, I kept on talking about He-Man and nobody knew what He-Man was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Your dad's a you dork. You did not do her any favors with that. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. Yeah, your dad's a dork. I'm sorry. The, to, it's, to be clear. Kids, when I went to school, didn't know what He-Man was. Uh, whatever. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> whatever. Y'all can... I don't know. 80s cartoons were the best. Just saying. Because you were a child then. That's why you no, thought they were the best. No, I still watch them now. I still watch them now, Amanda Call. You know what? You know what the best cartoon it only lasted one season? The, the Mighty Orbots. You never hear what? about them. What? What? I, like, I have the heard of what that. now? Look at that. J J Jason lit up. Jason I have heard Mighty Orbots. Yeah, I don't think he heard, lit up because of anything good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you all go. Have a great night.